Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorns Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports. I am your humble host, Rick Tittle, coming to you from the downtown San Francisco studios of the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. What is going on with you? I have a real problem with you. No, we're going to talk sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, Quidditch, rollerball, chess, triggers, rugby, cricket, everything in between, yak racing, drone racing, Come on in and be a part of the show. And you do that by calling the toll-free line, 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. It gets you in and gets you heard. Not just gets you heard, but it gets you heard. That's right. That's not what I had had heard. But we'll talk some sports. And uh, remember, all the traditional sports talk, farcical trade propositions, you know, I think we can get LeBron if we do, like, JTA and Mulder, and we'll throw in Sogard. What? So we can talk about stuff like that. Um, Rather avoid the should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame. He should. You know, (laughs) what's your favorite sports movie? I've always said there's never been a good sports movie, and that's not true. There have been a couple. Maybe a couple. <laughs> we are here for you at 1-800-878-PLAY. Overseas, 00-800-878-PLAY. And uh, proud and privileged of being on the American Forces Radio Network. That's $500. 177 countries. Ships at sea. AWACS overhead. Hangar deck. Flight deck. Brig. All on your aircraft carriers. What you got. Great to have you with us if you're in the military keeping us safe. We've got some guests today. It's Tuesday, so we'll do a little sailing. We'll do a little hockey. We've got a good book. we got a movie. we got another movie. we got all sorts of stuff going on. So come on in and be a part of it. Twitter is at Rick Tittle. Come on back. 
Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Zimbabwe. The broken Bunsen burner burns so bright. South. Jamie. Southeast Asian Peninsula. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yes. I think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big. Cool. I just got to finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch to progressive today. Santa ski slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885-800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a key so handsome. He's a genius. Hey, thank you so much, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's great to welcome to the show filmmaker Christopher McBride. He has a brand new movie coming out on June 4th called Flashback, and uh, something that he has both written and directed. Christopher, welcome to the show. When you write it and you direct it, 
it, it's all you. And is that like a double-edged sword that you get to do what you want to do? But then again, it's all on your shoulders too, right? Yeah. Hey, Rick. Yeah, that's actually a really good way to put it. Um, you know, you're, you're always fighting for freedom to sort of make the movie you want to make and you don't want anybody messing with you. But then when, when you finally get it, you're like, oh, God, I, I hope I know what I'm doing because uh, you're right. Yeah, there's, there's nobody for me to blame. There's no fingers to point uh, anywhere else when it's all me. You know, I was just looking at the cast, and you've got uh, Dylan O'Brien, who's a real up-and-comer, but uh, Micah, is that how she says it, Micah Monroe? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, when, Monroe. Yeah, the It Follows, to me, is in my top five horror movies of all time, and she was so fantastic uh, in that movie. Uh, I think it's a real coup that you got her. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, um, you know, she, that movie's amazing, first of all. And it's, it's, uh, you know, when we think of amazing horror movies, we always sort of think of classic old ones. It's like rare that it's like a modern, newer one we think of, and that's definitely one. And yeah, she's got something about her that she, she seems, you know, she's obviously like, you know, beautiful and a movie star and stuff, but she's also kind of like a real person and she feels real and she feels like somebody everybody knows or something like that. And, uh, so yeah, it was it was a it was a big coup. We had Dylan, you know, he was the first person that uh, we had attached to the film, and then um, you know somebody suggested Micah, and I, I thought, oh, that should be perfect. She's not going to do it, but she'd be perfect. And uh, so yeah, I was I was thrilled when she read it and wanted to do it. Yeah, it's a je ne sais quoi. The vulnerability and the uh, yeah, the, we can't put a finger on it. Why someone just has it like she does. Now I know that this movie was called The Education of Frederick Fitzell. And then it turned into flashback. And I always wonder, was there somebody at a studio who's like, ah, it's too long. I don't like it. Yeah. You know, that is actually exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I, I wrote this script actually a long time ago. It was one of the first scripts I ever wrote. And I, I had it on the shelf for ages. I just thought it was too strange and trippy and weird. And, and, I, and I worked on another film instead. And then I, I sent this out um, thinking no one would want to make it and I would I no one's more surprised than me that people really dug it and, and it got financing and we got to make it but I, I I I guess I had always sort of known that that was a wordy title that that was a mouthful and uh, so it was always kind of in the back of my head that somebody was gonna was gonna want to change it so I was prepared for it and then you know it's a lot of back and forth between the studio and the filmmakers and, you know, not everybody's first ideas are the best ideas and you kind of like compromise. And, and so we, we came to a middle ground of flashback. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it was, if I had a title that I was like in love with and I was like, oh, this is perfect, then, you know, then you fight for the to the death for it. But, you know, my title was like always sort of a placeholder. So it didn't like break my heart when we changed it. I always wondered that movie, The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. I'm sure there was an executive to be like, I hate yeah. it. And he's like, well, Brad Pitt says he's out if we change it. And it's like, all right, we'll keep it. Yeah, well, that's that's <laughs> not far off exactly how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so for your style and, uh, you know, we, we're all works in progress and we change and we learn from our mentors and influences. Um, when you look back at your your previous films, um, stylistically, can you tell that it's a Christopher McBride movie, or do you kind of like uh, switch things up a little bit? Yeah, I try to switch things up. You know, I find that I, I always, you know, I admire, you know, the Stanley Kubricks of the world who, you know, every movie they make, it's like a different genre, and, you know, but like, you know, even Stanley Kubrick, you can tell it's a Stanley Kubrick film, and 
I remember him in an interview saying, you know, he always wanted to, to, to not have people know it was him just by looking at the film, but he couldn't help himself, you know, with the long camera takes and all these things. And I think that's kind of the same for most filmmakers. It's the same for me. I, I never want to repeat myself. I always want to, you know, do something new next. And, uh, but I, when I look at the scripts I write and the different movies I'm developing, I can see this sort of common thread that's not intentional. So, it's it's sort of like, you know, you put a paper in front of somebody and give them a pencil and just tell them to doodle, you know, and they just doodle on instincts. They often doodle the same kinds of things. It's rare that someone will just doodle something totally different the next time. Like, it's always the, sort of the same style. Like, if you're a guy who doodles mazes, you always doodle mazes. And if you doodle cartoon dogs, you always doodle cartoon dogs. So I think there's, there's like, unintentional things that are, like, always in my in my. Work. It's definitely a goal that I want to I want to change, and also like you said, you grow. You know, you, every film is a is a, a trial by fire, and you get better and and you learn. So I'm I'm hopeful that each of my films, you know, gets better and you know slicker and, and smarter than the last one. No, that's a great point. So let's talk about the uh, this mind bending thriller. What is the plot? The plot basically is so the this guy played by Dylan O'Brien. Um, He's, he's about to turn 30, and uh, he's kind of having, Dylan would call it the uh, the quarter-life crisis, which is when you're about to turn 30 and you start getting panicked about it. And, you know, it means nothing in real life turning 30, but it's it, it it's a thing, you know. You, like, you start to think, like, am I living the life I'm supposed to be living? Is You know, am I with the person I'm supposed to be with? Am I in the job I'm supposed to be in? Just sort of, like, taking stock of where you're at in your life. And uh, so right at that kind of moment in his life, he starts getting hit with these, really terrifying and trippy flashbacks to these drug experiences he had in high school. And um, he starts remembering this girl played by Micah Monroe that he only kind of ever interacted with her when he was high on this mysterious drug. He starts remembering this crazy night when all this sort of crazy, scary stuff happened. And this girl went missing after high school, Micah Monroe's character. So uh, Dylan O'Brien's character, Fred, he starts hunting down his old drug buddies who are, you know, they're all now 30 now and, and grown up and become sort of adults and stuff. And they start trying to figure out and piece together what happens, you know, um, in high school and what happened to this girl that went missing and sort of what this drug really was and what it was doing to their minds. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's kind of trippy and scary and, and, and a much bigger kind of mystery opens up from that sort of starting point. It's very cool. By the way, I was just looking at Keir Gilchrist is in this, and he was also on It Follows. Is that something that Micah said, hey, I'm not doing this without Keir? <laughs> <laughs> she had a lot of crazy demands, like I, I need a zebra to take me <laughs> from set and stuff, but no, this, this was not one of them. She, you know, it's weird. She was the tie between everybody, like uh, other than Dylan, like she's worked with Keir before. She's worked with Emery Cohen before. Um, she'd worked with lots of people. She was sort of this weird, like, center of it. Um, but no, it was all just coincidence. It was all, um, just people I wanted to cast. And, uh, yeah. And finally, I know you shot this thing, like, what, almost three years ago. And it's got to be rewarding. I mean, after sitting on it through a pandemic and everything else to finally get this in front of some eyeballs, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We started, like, yeah, two and a half years ago. And then we almost finished it before the pandemic. We had, like, a week and a half of editing left. And then the pandemic hit, and that week and a half of editing turned into like a month. And then all these things that should have taken, you know, a couple of weeks took months. And uh, and then even when the film was finished, we were like, oh, there's no movie theaters anymore. So, uh, yeah, it was if, if we had finished it like probably a week earlier, uh, this movie probably would have been out a year ago. Uh, it was just it was a strange timing when like the whole world shut down. But yeah, I it, 
uh, this has been a long labor, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this birth for sure. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, like surreal for me to like uh, finally have people see it because for so long it's been finished and you know it's it's just been this mysterious thing sitting out there in the netherworld that it's just like people are like, where's that movie? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> the world's shut down. I'll let you know when I find out. Well, it's called Flashback and a great distributor, Lionsgate. This is the big time, and it will be available. On June 4th, uh, we've been speaking with the writer and director for Christopher McBride. Congratulations on the film, man. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Let's catch up on your next one. Thanks. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Byline. an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290-800-693-8290-800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 
That's 855-325-1780. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. Ah, uh, whatever works. Thank you for that. And uh, welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you, 1-800. That's how I always say my name. Rick, come on down. 1-800-878-PLAY. You ain't got no alibi. You ugly, gurgur. You ugly, gurgur. A P-A-L-Y. You ain't got... So Aaron Rodgers, how about him? He, uh, by the way, Kenny Mayne had a funny "fu" Aaron Rodgers in his last broadcast because he told him to invest in cryptocurrency. By the way, if you're into cryptocurrency, you got to go in for the long haul because every day it's forty percent up, and the next day it's forty percent down. And that would, I think you'd lose your mind if you like followed it every day and lived and died on it. Like, I'm rich, I'm poor, I'm poor, I'm rich. It's the kind of thing where when I tried to buy some Dogecoin and I was denied twice, my bank wouldn't let me use uh, my credit card or my ATM card. It got to the point where, you know, it's, I think the Dogecoins were like 87 cents each. And I was only going to buy it just in case in 10 years. It's like, remember when they were 80 cents? Now they're worth 8000 each. That That's what I was doing it for. But anyway, a- after nearly a month of evading the media, Aaron Rodgers was put on the hot seat last night. And it was during that interview with the aforementioned Kenny Maine. He was asked about all the drama in uh, Green Bay. And he was also directly asked if he has demanded a trade. And remember, Rodgers kind of turned the NFL world upside down on draft day when he said, yeah, I want out. And he hasn't done a single football-related interview since that time. And he decided to go on ESPN last night just to celebrate the fact that Kenny Mayne was hosting his final episode of SportsCenter after 27 years. And after they exchanged pleasantries, Mayne said, are you demanding a trade? And Rogers said this, with my situation, look, it's never been about the draft pick picking Jordan Love. I love Jordan. He's a great kid. A lot of fun to work together. I love the coaching staff. Love my teammates. Love the fan base in Green Bay. It's been an incredible 16 years. End quote. Now, although Rodgers seems to love a lot about playing for the Packers, one group he noticeably didn't compliment is the Packers' front office, 
which should not come as a huge surprise because their beefs, his beef seems to be with those executives. Most importantly, the GM, Brian Gutekunst, who I like to point out means good art in German. Um, dogs playing poker for some people. Das ist aber gute Kunst. Das schön und richtiger genau auch. Ja, ja. Anyway, um, in a report from Pro Football Talk, the same day um, in the draft when Aaron Rodgers uh, said that uh, he, uh, well, it looked like he wanted out, uh, Pro Football Talk says that Rodgers doesn't like anyone in the front office. And that he would, and then on May first, Yahoo said he's not coming back as long as Gutekunst is the in charge. De Führer, the Führer, by the way, does not mean Hitler. De Führer means leader. In fact, they don't do it anymore. But on the German national team, whoever was a captain had an armband that said Spielführer in Gothic, which just means game leader. If you want cal- uh, captain. It would be Hauptmann, which means main man. That's right, Captain, main man. You're my main man. You're my German captain. Anyway, Jason Lockenfora then of CBS Sports, he reported that Rogers also hates Russ Ball. I didn't know who Russ Ball was, but he's the vice president of the Packers. Russ Ball. <laughs> Make up your own joke. So the um, Beavis. So they've been trying to work on things with Rogers. Apparently, they made three separate trips to visit him in the off season, and it's pretty clear now what the choice is, and that's trade Rogers or dump Mister Guter Guterkunst. Now, sometimes you say, look. We know that you can find another GM like that. How long does it take to find the most accurate passer in NFL history? Eh, maybe a little bit longer. <clears throat> and if not, he was at one point and is top three. I'm still, uh, I'm sure, still. So there are some times when organizations say, "Look, we know we need you more than Gutekunst. We know that, but we're just simply not." going to let the inmates run the asylum. Now, I know that McNair got in trouble saying that word. It's like, oh, now we're inmates? No, 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 no. It's just an old saying, okay? Let the prisoners run the jail, let the, uh, whatever it is. Now we're prisoners? It's an old saying. Maybe Maybe it's completely gone now, but whatever. They don't want the players to be running the team. It's like, look, this is the hierarchy, And that's the way it is. And sometimes these people in power, they don't like to give up their power. They don't like to look weak. And most of those people in power never really did anything athletically themselves. And so they're sort of like their field of of, uh, honor is a boardroom. And they're not going to be outdone. And most of those guys and gals are pretty savvy in that boardroom. That's how they rose up or daddy let them rise up. And so um, (laughs) if that's the choice and the Packers are unwilling to trade Rodgers, which they should be, then we also got a report, remember, um, 
this month, uh, a few weeks ago, that Rogers would consider retirement. And Maine then didn't ask Rogers to go and complete specifics, but, you know, he just said, can you elaborate? And Rogers said, quote, it's just kind of about a philosophy and maybe for getting it is about the people that make the thing go. It's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. A lot of this was put in motion last year. The wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played the way I played last year. This is just kind of the spill out of all that. But look, it's about the people, and that's the most important thing. Green Bay has always been about the people. Culture is built brick by brick, the foundation of it by the people, not by the organization, not by the building, not by the corporation. It is built by the people. Okay. So, basically, it seems like Rogers is upset because he believes the front office is tearing apart an organization that had been built up by some great people before them. And yesterday we talked about how Rogers didn't go to an OTA and he forked over 500K. Uh, somebody asked me later, he goes, so that's how much you get paid for an OTA? No, no, that's in his contract. It's called a workout bonus is what it is. In other words, hey, if you work out with us, you get a half a million dollars. <laughs> now, minicamp, which is mandatory, that happens on June 15th. Now, if he doesn't show up for that, that's when they're going to have a real problem on their hands because then they have to assume he might not even come to camp, regular camp. So, as I said, if if Rodgers gets traded before June, the Packers take a $38.3 million cap hit. If they trade him after June 1st, then they can spread the hit out over two years. But the reason they signed under that contract is because they want to keep him. That's what it is. So, um, listen... The, the people who lose when it comes to these types of uh, arguments are the fans. And I can think of many examples. And just the other day, when I was talking to that guy that wrote a book in the United States men's national team who said, the men should be like the women. You know, one of the most harebrained things I've ever heard. It's sort of like Steve Martin. You want to be a millionaire? Okay, first get a million dollars. Now. But when uh, Jurgen Klinsmann, who I love, and um, Donovan, Landon Donovan, who I love, they had a falling out. And so Jurgen Klinsmann takes Mix Diskerud instead of Landon Donovan, who at that time was our greatest player ever, and still is. I mean, Pulisic is on his way, but Landon Donovan is still the greatest player in United States soccer history because they had a falling out. Now, who loses, right? It's like when your sport goes on strike, the owners and the players, who loses? Those guys don't lose. They're all rich. It's the fans who lose. So if you're a Green Bay fan right now, uh, unless you're a real hardliner, you want Gutekunst to fall on his sword probably. (laughs) Just give the spoiled brat whatever he wants because we need him. Come on back with a little sailing.
Sailsport Talk and a Sailing Science Spotlight. It's easy to see how a boat sails downwind. The wind pushes on a sail that's kept almost flat, and the boat zips along with the wind behind it. But how does a boat sail into the wind? The secret is air pressure. When a sail is angled into the wind, it curves. Some of the air streams along the inside of the sail, called the windward side, and some of the air streams along the curved outside of the sail, called the leeward side. The air traveling along the leeward side, remember that is the outside of the sail, has a longer way to go than the air on the windward side, the inside of the sail. So the wind on the leeward side has to go faster than the air on the windward side, and the air gets thinned out because it's going faster. When the air gets thinned out like that, the air pressure is higher on the inside, and that makes it a force that pushes the boat a little bit forward, but mostly sideways. If that were the whole story, a sailboat would keep slipping sideways and never get anywhere. But boats have rudders and either a keel or centerboard which extends straight down underneath the boat, and this makes it resist the slipping sideways. The result is that a boat is given a thrust by the wind that is more forward than sideways, kind of like when you push down on a watermelon seat and it shoots forward across the table. You can figure out how a sail works by putting your hand outside the window of a moving car. When you hold your palm open and flat to the wind, your hand will be forced back. This is how a sailboat moves forward when the wind is directly behind the boat and the sail is fully let out. Now turn the side of your hand toward the front of the car and cup your fingers. As you try out different angles of approach to the wind, you will feel more or less pressure on the palm and back of your hand. That's how changes in the fullness of a sail can change the degree of forward motion created. But you can't sail directly into the wind. That is called the no-go zone, because you don't go anywhere. The sail works best on your typical sailboat when it is at an angle of 45 degrees or so. This is Karen Lyle with Sailsport Talk, and this has been a Sailing Science Spotlight, giving a shout-out to the Physics Department of the University of California at Berkeley. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. And uh, it is Tuesday in our first hour, and uh, we always like to catch up uh, co-hosting the segment with me from salesporttalk.com is Karen Lyle. Karen, how are you doing? Doing great. Preparing for a four-day trip with my dad on his boat up in Delta. Wow, that sounds like some fun stuff. All right, let's bring on our guests, uh, not a stranger to the show. It's our friend 
Winston Bumpus, staff commodore of the Pacific Interclub Yacht Association and the president of the Recreational Boaters of California. Winston, welcome back to the show. The Lipton Cup is going to be coming up. It's uh, famous worldwide uh, in sailing. It is named after the the Tea Baron. Uh, But uh, tell us a little bit more about what's going on with the Lipton Cup, please. Well, Rick, it's uh, great to be back with you, and uh, and good morning, Karen. Um, Yeah, we're pretty excited. Um, You know, last year was kind of a a bummer for a lot of people. Things were closed down, and uh, we started a new format uh, with the Lipton Cup uh, in 2018 uh, here, particularly in the Bay Area, and um, which is uh, 10 10 clubs um, provide teams um, for three days of racing, um, and there are, the boats are one design, so which means that they're, they're actually sailing J-22s, which are great uh, boats for the bay, um, four-person boat, uh, and uh, uh, they, each boat uh, is made up of a team from a different club. So it's really trying to find the best sailors, not the best boat, because sometimes the best boat wins, but the best sailors uh, in, the, in the Bay Area uh, and this is really, uh, you know, what Sir Thomas uh, had in mind when uh, he put these Lipton Cups together. He really wanted to uh, introduce uh, a competition in all the sailing hubs around the country and around the world to really find the best sailors uh, competing head-to-head in competition. So this is a unique format, uh, and uh, there's a lot of fun parts to it. Winston, I... I've certainly sailed on a J-24, but I've never sailed on a J-22. How is that different? Uh, you, know, um, you, know, it's, uh, you know, it's a little smaller, of course, but um, it is, uh, you know, it's kind of in the same uh, league. Uh, we can fly them spinnaker, non-spinnaker, um, and, um, you know, they're just a great, great racing boat. Um, the, the thing that, that we're doing with this, which kind of makes it fun, is that we kind of mix it up uh, each day. One day we have a requirement for um, the helmsman needs to be 65 years of age or older. Uh, and so that's, you know, they, the clubs have to find, and sometimes those are just awesome sailors. Uh, and one of the days uh, there has to be uh, a female at the helm. And that doesn't mean an all-female crew, but we've had all-female crews. Um, and so it just, um, you know, mixes it up uh, and uh, provides some, a little more interest uh, to it and make sure that we really uh, see who the best sailors are, and sometimes uh, the best sailor is a woman. Now, this cup is uh, very resilient, being that it kind of didn't exist for four decades, and then when it came back and the St. Francis Yacht Club, they had a fire, and the thing melted right around the bicentennial. Can you talk about those two things that happened? Oh, oh my goodness, yes. So... Um, you know, I'm not sure. It's before my time why it was, you know, hidden away uh, at the and then found at the Olympic Club. But uh, interesting story about um, the fire. Um, many people may know uh, Jim DeWitt. He's uh, is a famous uh, sailor and uh, artist. He does some wonderful sailing art here in the Bay Area. Uh, he's in his 90s now, and uh, he told the story that he normally sailed for the San Francisco Yacht Club, but that year in uh, 1976. Uh, San Francisco Yacht Club already had somebody sailing for him, and so he sailed for the St. Francis Yacht Club, and he won. And so the trophy goes to the winning club, and uh, they get to hold it for a year. So 
Uh, Jim likes to say it's all his fault that it got burnt down, uh, him selling such a great race in 1976. Um, but, you know, a new one's been made, and uh, we call it the Big Lipton, because there's actually, uh, we actually, there's about seven trophies. Um, one is that Lipton one, but when there's, uh, there's two trophies, the first and second for each day, and then the seventh one is the overall. That's the Big Lipton uh, and the replica that they've made. Well, you know, Winston, I know do it, and I didn't know that story. Oh, yeah, what a burn. What a burn. <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know, there's always that little bit of rivalry, or should I say a lot of rivalry between the San Francisco Yacht Club and the St. Francis Yacht Club because St. Francis was born out of the San Francisco Yacht Club and a disagreement they had about where they were going to put their new club. So, um, I, wow, ouch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's, uh, the thing that's fun about this new format, so each day there's, you know, four people in the boat. So we can have as many as 12 people, you know, a new crew every day from each club. So it could be involved 120 sailors uh, racing in this, um, you know, um, 12 from each of the 10 clubs. Um, and, it's, and it's really, it starts out at the St. Francis. We do races around the bay, end up at the South Beach Yacht Club on the other end of the, uh, the San Francisco Peninsula. Uh, there's, you know, festivities and awards and things that happen there on the Friday night. Then on Saturday, they'll be doing uh, using judging as a format, which is a different uh, racing format, where uh, they actually have judges on the, on the field, just like in football. Uh, you know, they have referees. And so uh, normally, if you don't have that, then they have protests, and it takes time, and everybody talks after. This way, everything's left out on the water. Whatever decided by the, the judges is done. And uh, we have a fun time uh, sailing out of Ensignal Yacht Club, who is the other host. So uh, South Beach Yacht Club and Ensignal are co-hosts this year uh, with sponsorship from the St. Francis Yacht Club and, of course, the Pacific Interclub Yacht Association. A couple more questions for uh, Winston Bumpus. Sir Thomas Lipton, um, you know, it's funny. You think about the clipper ships, the, the T-ships that, uh, you know, created such great innovations in speed for sailing ships. But... Sir Thomas Lipton, he came to San Francisco Bay before World War One and, and did a race out here, right? Yeah, uh, and that's, I think it was as early as uh, 1912 uh, he came here. And then again, um, uh, for the, uh, the Pacific International Exposition in 1915. Um, and then there was a series of races that happened, um, you know, after that in the late teens, early 20s. Uh, so um, he, he loved the race, and you know, of course, I, you know, I think that's born out of his his business. Uh, his business was, uh, you know, transporting tea around the world, and uh, good sailors were important to the success of his business. So I think there was, you know, it was a you know hand in glove kind of relationship with sailing, uh, the racing of the good sailors, uh, and uh, what he was doing. Uh, it's it's kind of funny to note we have a big stand up cutout, wooden cutout. Of, with uh, Sir Thomas uh, on it, we call him Tommy, and we drag him to each one of the events for the three days, and people just love to get their picture taken with Sir Thomas Lipton. So it's it's part of the the <laughs> you know the, the nonsense that we do. But it's I usually if I have it in my car, I'm able to ride in the HOV lane with him, so that helps. <laughs> well, that that's that's not unknown to sports, you know. <laughs> um, so tell so tell me. Um, 
tell me, Winston, what are you doing about the parties? Because usually there, you know, there are people coming from all these different yacht clubs in a race, and the party afterwards is the thing. But now we've got COVID. You're doing the race, but how are you handling the after party? Well, you know, we're we're right now. Um, we're still we're meeting every week. Lots of people, lots of moving parts with the parties and everything. Um, we are just, you know, we're the the beauty of this is uh, that we're, you know, this is going to be the 18th. Uh, 19th and 20th of June, and uh, we're expecting um, um, you know, restrictions to be really opened up by June 15th here in California. So uh, we're going to play it by ear and may have to do things. The weather's here nice in California. Some of the things may have to be done outside on the deck, but we may be able to, um, you know, via the various counties, uh, be able to, you know, uh, have somewhat normal uh, engagement, um, but we'll see how that goes. Now, this is uh, not just domestically. There's, there's uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Singapore as well. And then, of course, you've got Gulf of Mexico, East Coast, West Coast. Is this the kind of thing where it, it's all its sort of regional races and regional awards? Or is this something where you um, take the entire leaderboard of the world? How does it work? No, we don't. We don't. It's, it's usually each one is run, you know, different. You know, they've got the cups and they... They become the authority of the races. They're all different formats. Um, so it'd be an interesting thought uh, to have some sort of, you know, worldwide lift-in competition, but I don't think it's ever been done. Uh, I think, um, you know, most of these are run as independent, and, you know, I've seen the trophies in, in yacht clubs in Southern California. People are pretty proud of their uh, lift-in cup, and like I said, they're all kinds of formats and uh, run by the regional. But, yes, they're all around the world. Well, you know, maybe we can discover another Lipton Cup somewhere, and that can be the, the world trophy, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, for more information, you can go to LiptonCupSF.com. And um, is there, do you have to belong? I, I guess you would have to belong to the Yacht Club. But can how do people watch it? Can they get close? Can they sail alongside? Uh, sure. Um, you know, the, the uh, races will be out there on the San Francisco Bay, um, both Friday and Sunday, and in the Oakland Estuary off of uh, Ensenal Yacht Club on Saturday. Um, so um, you know, people can do that for sure. Uh, all the boats have the names of the yacht clubs and big letters on the sails, so you can cheer for your favorite uh, club. And um, as far as the events, if you're a member of a club or a guest of somebody, you can come down to the, to the clubs and uh, see it there. So uh, the after uh, parties. So uh, it should be a fun weekend for Father's Day weekend. Yeah, uh, hopefully uh, the this, this state will be opened up on June 15th and everything can go uh, smoothly. We've been speaking with Winston Bumpus, Staff Commodore of Pacific Interclub Yacht Association and President of the Recreational Boaters of California. Thanks for your time, Winston. Thank you. My pleasure. Winston, so fun to have you on the show. Thanks, Karen. And Karen, we'll catch up with you next week, kid. Sounds great. I'm going to be boating. All right. Have a, have a great trip up into the sloughs. I'm Rick Tuttle. We'll take a quick break and we'll come on back on Sports Biler.
I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic, and maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Do you own an annuity? either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. We all have our idiosyncrasies. wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. Girl, you better get in line. All right, uh, Rick Tittle with you. Let's go to the phone lines. Got a couple minutes for Chris in Oakland. What's up, Chris? Oh, man, it's uh, an honor, Rick. Hey, good morning, man. Thanks for uh, taking my call. Um, I really always enjoy your sailing segment every Tuesday because 
you know, it's something we don't really get to do and think about. And, um, you know, I got my, I my sailing merit badge, you know, from Boy Scouts. And I really enjoyed it. But sailing is one of those great, you know, especially being on the West Coast here. It's one of those, you know, it's how the world, you know, gets around. So has, is sailing, has that been an Olympic sport? I'm trying to, I'm totally blanking on that. Yeah, yeah, there's sport? lots of different disciplines uh, in Olympic sailing. And there's two-man, there's uh, one-man, there's co-ed, I think. Uh, there's different uh, levels of it, yeah. Right, because it seems like the rowing always gets more, you know, the, um, you know, the, the whatever the, yeah, the rowing always seems to get more publicity. But I forgot that sailing's in there too, mm. you know. And it's and it, I mean, it is kind of, you know, people think it's, you know, obviously you have to have money to get a boat. My wife watches all those, you know, yachting shows on Bravo, um, which are actually more interesting than I, I want to give them credit for. But um, any event, yeah, sailing is uh, anyway. I always enjoy your show and learn something, so it's great to have it on. But speaking of sailing, unfortunately for our Oakland A's, um, the maritime community is up in arms against, as we all know, the Howard Terminal Project. And it seems that the message of the longshore uh, folks um, is, you know, kind of more on point than, you know, what the, us A's fans are doing. So I don't know. Do you have a take on that, or what do you, what do you think about that? Well, it's just people's livelihoods. And, you know, it's basically, I'm going to build a Chick-fil-A in your backyard, and the whole town is going to benefit. And it's like, yeah, but I'm screwed. So that's that's basically just what it is. People don't care about the greater good of the community if it screws them over. And so for these people, they're like, look, it's already hella crowded trying to drive my truck into there, and then it's going to be a million times worse. So you're always going to have people kicking and screaming if they're affected by it. Right. And, and, you know, and, and yeah, that would seem obvious, and that's kind of my take to it, that the, the opposition to this, it's either folks that live in West Oakland or, you know, that are somehow affiliated with the port, and our, everyone's kind of being self-interested, you know. And, yeah, far be it from me, I don't live in West, I live in the Oakland Hills, right? I'm a white guy, right? So it's, you know, I may not be so effective, but I think the fight, you know, when it, if it comes to the, if there's a city council vote in July or if it gets pushed back, whatever, you know, it's going to be, hey, you know, can you, can you look at Oakland, the, the, the bigger good? You know, can Oakland be, you know, a project for the you know, 21st century, or are we just going to be in our typical, you know, Oakland fighting and, you know, infighting and things like that. I mean, for a city of only 400,000, we just, we have like the worst, you know, the worst, uh, what is it, sense of, um, I'm totally blank on what I'm trying to say here, but we we don't value what we're doing, and we, we always say, oh, San Francisco, we're in San Francisco shadow, and we just have the the big Brooklyn perspective. And so I'm, I'm not saying the right words, you're better wordsmith than me, but that's kind of where we're at. The All that being said, though, the optics of, you know, and I get we all love Dave Cavill, and he's been great for the A's, and you know, God bless him. But man, that just looked really bad yesterday to be at the the Knights game and tweeting out. I know that you know I'm not really one of these guys on Twitter that's gonna. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get into. It. I got guests in the second hour. I'm gonna get into that to the third hour for for okay. sure. And isn't it funny that you know south of Lake Merritt was Brooklyn, California too, until that they is true. became yeah, there's five, Oakland. There's five towns. Yeah, yeah there's five towns in Oakland. Uh, Kind of swallowed everybody up there. So anyway, Rick, as always, man, thanks for uh, you know doing a great job and uh, let's keep the fight, man. Let's try to keep these days here. All right, let's yeah, I'll tonight. talk about Dave Cavill in the third hour. Come on back. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Secretary of State Tony Blinken landed in Israel on Tuesday, the first stop of his trip to the Middle East since assuming office. State Department officials say because the chances are low in reviving the Israeli-Palestinian peace process, the visit will focus on stabilizing the Gaza ceasefire and start discussions on humanitarian aid and reconstruction. 
The White House is touting a major satellite program that administration officials say will reveal vital information about climate change and extreme weather events. It's called Earth System Observatory. The program consists of at least five satellites to be launched through 2029 that will enhance or in some cases revolutionize the capabilities of the space agency's existing fleet of Earth-observing satellites. SpaceX fired up a Falcon 9 rocket Monday on its launch pad at Cape Canaveral Space Force Station in Florida, running the launcher through a pre-flight checkout and clearing a hurdle before liftoff Wednesday with the next batch of Starlink Internet satellites. USA Radio News. Recently, Facebook announced its ban on former President Trump, but promised to review the ban in six months. Now, Newsmax wants to know if you think Trump should be back on Facebook. Vote in Newsmax's national poll and let us know your opinion. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just seconds. Make your voice heard. We'll share poll results with the 30 million people who watch Newsmax TV. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel in America, with great recent guests like Donald Trump, Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, John Voigt, Alan Dershowitz, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and so many more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. So vote now in the Newsmax poll on Facebook's Trump ban. Just text NORTH to 39747. Let Newsmax and America know your opinion. Arizona lawmakers have no confidence in Vice President Harris. Dan Naraki reports. Arizona's Attorney General has sent a letter to the White House calling for the removal of Vice President Kamala Harris from her position, leading efforts to combat the immigration crisis on the southern border. Mark Brnovich explained to Fox News why he's calling for her resignation from that position. The Biden administration has completely ignored law enforcement, whether that's at the local level or whether it's even at the state AG level. And as a result of that, literally hundreds of thousands of people are streaming across our southern border illegally. Since Joe Biden appointed her to the border czar, it's been approximately 480,000 people have illegally crossed our southern border. Put that in context, that's like the entire population of Kansas City or Minneapolis just since she's been the border czar. And as you alluded to in the, the package earlier, we have seen in law enforcement a dramatic spike in drugs like fentanyl and heroin coming across our border. Mm. Drugs are not only going to stay here in Arizona or Texas, but that's going to poison neighborhoods throughout our entire country. USA Radio News. You've heard me talking about my pillow for three years, folks. It's the truth. I get the best sleep of my life with a my pillow. You can do it too. 60-day money-back guarantee, 10-year warranty made in the USA. You'll sleep well or you'll get your money back. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA, get two my pillow premium pillows for the price of one or call 1-800-951-8175. Get the best sleep of your life and do it now. As state governments begin a lottery system with big cash prizes for those getting vaccinated, not everyone sees this as a good use of pandemic money. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. New York is kicking off its lottery system for people who decide to roll up their sleeves for the COVID-19 vaccine. Starting on Monday, anyone over the age of 18 who gets a shot at a state-run site will receive a scratch-off ticket. It could be worth between 20 bucks to $5 million. In Ohio, a program enters residents who get vaccinated against COVID-19 into a lottery for prize money. State Representative Jenna Powell believes it's a huge waste of money. She tells CNN... 
You know, we do want to get to herd immunity, and that's incredible. But the bottom line is, my, my bill and my pushback is, it's a gross misuse of taxpayer dollars to fund a vaccine lottery. And that's what a lot of Ohioans are pushing back on, not whether or not the vaccine works or how many people we want to take the vaccine. The pushback is, it's a gross misuse of taxpayer dollars in our state that could be used for things like the COVID relief fund or small business funding or uh, mental health for children. There's been a lot of issues with children in our state when it comes to shutdowns and closures. So we feel that that $5 million could be used more, more wisely in our state. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. The Vaxamillion campaign has helped drive an increase in vaccination rates among Ohioans, and it was announced on May 13th. Thanks for listening. I'm Lance Pry, and this is USA Radio News. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Very interesting author coming up in the next segment, Patrick O'Donnell, who is a military historian and uh, has a brand new book called The Indispensables about the Marbleheaders and other soldier marines in the Revolutionary War, some unsung heroes. Uh, We'll talk to him. Also, a guy by the name of Matt Pinfield, who has a new podcast. He's a uh, music guy. Bruce Marshall, as always, from the Gold Sheet. We'll talk a little hockey on a Tuesday in Vegas. And speaking of Vegas, something to our last caller that Chris was uh, alluding to was the fact that the president of the Oakland A's has gone to great lengths to talk about how they're, quote-unquote, rooted in Oakland and never going to leave and... Then when MLB came out with a statement in cahoots with the A's saying, yeah, look at other places, he's taking a fact-finding mission to Vegas. Talked with Charlie about that yesterday, maybe building a new stadium in Sumlin with some 15 miles off the strip, but uh, it was a tweet last night, and my uh, my old buddy uh, Derek Papa sent me, and he's like, look at this, and it was Cavill at a Golden Knights game saying, wow, at Stanley Cup playoffs, Golden Knights which is exactly what the Raiders did and Mark Davis. They're like, wow, Golden Knights, Stanley Cup playoffs. 
And you talk about building up goodwill and erasing it with a single tweet. You know, it, it would be almost like if uh, a politician said a horrible racial slur or something. It's like you, you're now unelectable. You've been canceled. And it's two-faced. It really is. And I know at my age I shouldn't be creating memes. <laughs> I couldn't help myself last night. And I just tweeted out a little Dave Cavill meme just because I take it personally. You know, he's from Cleveland. What the hell does he care about Oakland and the A's? Is he doesn't. He's new to all this. It's like if I went to Cleveland and I moved the Indians, which I wouldn't do, but you know, like, what the hell do I care? All right, we got another two hours. We'll talk about that in the third hour. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Having your own home is awesome, but it's also a lot of work. The good news? Finding help for your projects is easier than ever. Introducing Angie, the app that puts all your home care needs at your fingertips. Need a pro to fix that emergency leak? Maybe find someone to build a deck or even set your seasonal tasks on autopilot. Angie can handle all that and more. Expert pros, hundreds of home projects, clear pricing, and the easiest way to book and pay in seconds. This is Angie, your home for everything home. Download the app today. Come on, you watch the news. Be prepared to pay more taxes. Then if you owe back taxes or haven't filed in a few years, get ready. The IRS, the largest collection agency in the world, will be coming after you with the power to collect taxes by any means they want to. Hey, they can freeze your bank account, your passport, even padlock your business. Oh, good times. Look, if the IRS claims you owe them 5000 or more in back taxes and they're coming after you, don't panic. Call my friends at Get a Tax Lawyer first. Their job is to negotiate with the IRS and save you money. They're experts at it. That's all they do. And you can trust them. In some cases, they have reduced a $50,000 tax bill to less than $1,000. If you owe the IRS $5,000 or more in back taxes, call now for a free consultation. Call 800-732-9635. 800-732-9635. That's 800-732-9635. My doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now. Now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800 399 3691. 800 399 3691. That's 800 399 3691. I'm Rick Tittle, and I host the Video Game Review every Sunday night at 9 o'clock Pacific, midnight on the East Coast, right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Video games are way more important than your job, your school, or your relationship, so let's talk about them. Everything from the 2600 to the 360. I don't work for any video game company, so I'll tell you what's worth your money and what stinks. Also, cheat codes, interviews, your calls, I'll give away a game, release dates, all that and more every Sunday night right here on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. 
Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey. Check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right, check me out. Uh, thank you for that, and then welcome back to the program. Another couple hours to go, and uh, if you're watching the stream, I'm holding up to the cameras right now the new book called The Indispensables, The Diverse Soldier Mariners Who Shaped the Country, Formed the Navy, and Rode Washington Across the Delaware. It's a brand-new book from Atlantic Monthly Press, and we are joined by accomplished writer Patrick K. O'Donnell. Patrick, uh, welcome to the show. And this is something where, you know, we all know about Washington's crossing. I read a great book by David Hackett Fisher, what, 15 years ago. But we don't really think about the people that were doing the rowing and and uh, other such things. When, when did you decide to give these people their proper uh, respect? All the books that I've ever written have found me. I've written 12. This is my my 12th book. It's also, it was a best-selling book on publication day. We went through our third reprinting. It was number three on Barnes & Noble and number six on Amazon worldwide. And But this book found me um, through another book I had written called Washington's Immortals. And then more specifically, it found me through my, my readers, who a couple times I would say to people privately before the book was published, Washington's Immortals, that is, hey, I've got a book on the on the regiment that changed the course of the history, and they're like, oh, you're writing about the Marblehead men. I'm like, well, not quite yet, but we're getting there. And then sure, you know, five years later, this is it took me five years of research to work through this book. It's all primary sources mainly um, to tell the story of not only the guys that rode across the Delaware, but they formed the Navy, they, they shaped our country and our government, and many of the you know, ideas of liberty and freedom uh, flow through some of the great founders that I that I highlight in this book, such as Elbridge Gerry. And they're, I mean, they formed our first alliance, a foreign alliance with Spain, for instance, an untold story. Uh, there's just so many aspects of this book that are, it's a multi-layered cake story, if you will. No doubt. And tell us a little bit about, because a lot of Americans, I don't think, realize, because we don't concentrate on losses, which was basically the first five years of the war almost. But in Brooklyn, uh, to escape over to, to Manhattan, you know, now we can literally walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. But to get Washington's army across so they can live to fight another day, it was kind of like our own Dunkirk, right? This is a, it's a miracle that this occurred. Uh, this is a situation in, on uh, August 27, 1776. We had lost a crushing defeat in Brooklyn. And I, I wrote a book about Washington's Immortals, which gave us an hour more precious in our history than any other, which allowed the Army to escape to the fortifications. But once they got into the fortifications, you know, Washington had a decision to make. Is he going to stand and fight? Or is he going to flee? And he wisely decided to evacuate. But that evacuation is one of the most difficult military operations to conduct ever. I mean, you literally have a a massive army at your throat, and the Royal Navy is behind you in the East River, and they're trying to sail up it. And if they do, they can can surround and annihilate the army, and the the war is over. It's that simple. Washington probably would have been captured, too. Um, So the entire operation 
on the 29th falls upon the shoulders of the Marblehead men, who have to are initially ordered to attack. But instead of attacking the British entrenchments, they're 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 moving back towards these boats that had been assembled, and uh, it's a you know a motley crew of uh, fishing boats and whatever they could find. And these guys are told, okay, you've got to man the boats and get everybody across. And we, oh, by the way, there's about 10,000 men that do it, that you've got to bring across. And they do it. It's remarkable because none of the tides or the, the currents are working that night in our favor, nor the wind. Um, but they still keep going. There's even a loyalist that tries to tip off the operation that doesn't work. Uh, the, the man in charge tries to, to alert uh, Washington to to call it off, but they can't find Washington, so they proceed against all odds, and luckily the wind changes in our direction, and they're able to move men across, but they're not able to do it in time, uh, because the dawn is coming, and, uh, you know, it, at the at the dock, where these, you know, the boats are being boarded, there's chaos, and it's a really interesting scene. Washington himself is the one of the last to leave, and he holds a rock above his head and says, look, damn you to hell if you don't, you know, board properly, and he'll sink it to hell. And he threatens to sink the boat with the rock, and they, the men comply. But what really is amazing is a, a fog sets in that night uh, that it, to screen the sun, and it allows the rest of the Army to escape on the, the Marblehead men. It's fascinating. And, and having you on, and I know you got to run, I did want to ask you one question about you as a consultant with Band of Brothers, and I read the Ambrose book. It was great. I saw the miniseries, which is fantastic, and actually had one of the British actors on a few months ago. He talked about Dale Dye and everything <laughs> that he did. But, you know, I remember Ambrose told the story that he gave uh, Saving uh, Private Ryan, or Spielberg gave it to Saving Private Ryan. He said, tell me if anything's wrong and we'll reshoot it. And he said, everything's great except one thing, and that, you know, Ranger captains were like 25 and Tom Hanks is 40, and Spielberg goes, yeah, I'm not changing that. So for you, <laughs> for you working on that, what were some of the things that you were pointing out? Because I know that legitimacy was paramount for that production. It was a big deal. Uh, with Band of Brothers, I was, I was actually behind the scenes doing the research at the archives. I also did a lot of the research on the uniforms and equipment that they had. And, uh, yeah, they, they were really taking great pains to, to make it right. And, and it stands the test of time. That's, the Band of Brothers is, is a great series. That's what is imbued in the Indispensables. I, this book is a kind of Band of Brothers history of the American Revolution. It's through the eyes of the main characters, in largely their own words, which is, comes from pension files, letters, diaries, etc., that I had to scour the earth for. There's over a thousand endnotes in this thing, to come up with, uh, uh, as the Wall Street Journal said, a novel-like uh, narrative that, that uh, does, in some cases, read like fiction, even though it's nonfiction. Well, I could ask you a hundred more questions. I know you got to go to the next interview. I want to recommend everybody pick this up from Patrick K. O'Donnell. The Indispensables, the diverse soldier mariners who shaped the country, formed the Navy, and rode Washington across the Delaware. It is available from Atlantic Monthly Press. Patrick, congratulations on the book, and uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks so much for having me, Rick. All right, uh, good stuff. I remember um, a couple years ago when I was in uh, Philadelphia <clears throat> for Army-Navy. <clears throat> it was actually my second time, so it was 2018. And I got up early and um, took the train to Wilmington, Delaware, and then an Uber to the Brandywine Battleground, which was back mostly in Pennsylvania. Uh, hey, we're in Delaware. Uh, Wayne's World. 
But I remember their little museum, and it was just so freezing because it was December, but I just remember one of the um, artifacts they had in the museum there, Brandywine, was this huge, long log, like a 20-foot-long log with a massive metal long spike at the end. And it had just been discovered like that year at the bottom, I think, of the Schuylkill. Maybe it was the Delaware River but that they had uh, put those in there at an angle so that when British ships would come up the river, they would be impaled by these spikes. And so they had the log in this special solution because they said if we took it right out of the water, it would immediately rot because it was you know over 200 years old. But I was thinking, indispensables, who were the guys and gals? And remember, the indispensables, these weren't just all just white guys. These were uh, black and Native American, all sorts of people doing this. But... You had to go down. You had to hold your breath. (laughs) And you go down to the bottom of a rushing river, and you're trying to sink all these huge logs into the soil so that they're sticking up at a 45-degree angle. And then what? You swim back up, take a breath, and go back down into the dark? Yeah, it's just uh, it was fascinating to me, uh, as is this book. And I'm looking forward to... uh, to reading it. This is uh, right up my alley, or as they say in England, right down your street. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back on Sports Bio. Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, My heating system stopped running. I had to spend $3,000 to get a new one. Lisa, a customer, wrote, My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home guaranteed fixed or replaced with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. 800-410-4771. That's 800-410-4771. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. 
Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contracts. We're offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. So if you're fed up with the maintenance fees that keep on coming and want to learn if you can terminate your timeshare legally and permanently, call today. Even if you've tried before and were unsuccessful in getting rid of your timeshare, call today and see if we can help. We offer a complete 100% unconditional client satisfaction guarantee. Make this completely free call and learn how we can help you legally put an end to your timeshare nightmare once and for all. You have nothing to lose, so call right now to qualify and receive a free consultation. 800-880-7167. 800-880-7167. That's 800-880-7167. Paid for by Airtime Media. It doesn't really matter. I uh, I don't like my job, and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore. Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you uh, coast to coast around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show uh, television and music personality Matt Pinfield, and he's here to talk about his uh, new podcast, which uh, just premiered uh, on the 14th of this month. It's called Mist riffs and uh it's uh released uh weekly for the uh the next month matt welcome to the show you how how do i introduce a guy like you you've worn so many hats you know i guess it's it's interesting because it always started with radio of course you know because radio was my first love and you know radio and music so you know i'm still doing that which i'm grateful it's been 37 years you know that i've been doing radio uh you know after the college and then you know uh you know, but obviously the television hosting, you know, was MTV, BH1, and a bunch of other shows. And I did A&R, too, at Columbia Records, which for people listening is when you sign artists and you oversee the making of their records and recording of their songs. So, yeah, I've done quite a few things, and, you know, I'm very grateful. I got to say I consider myself blessed. I won't lie, Rick. I got to say, you know, man, I, it's been a pretty incredible journey. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster one. Uh there's been the ups and downs moments, but there's certainly, uh, you know, a lot of things I'm, very, I'm really grateful for that I've been able to do, you know, so it's, I appreciate you having me on today. Yeah, no doubt. And of course, I mean, it's funny the way that uh, podcasts have exploded. I mean, I have a lot of comedians on my show and, and they say if they go on, you know, Fallon or, uh, you know, or Kimmel that, they, they get nothing, and if they go on Rogan, it changes everything. So <laughs> what is it with uh, uh, with uh, missed riffs? What's going on there? Well, you know what it is, uh, Rick? It's, it's fun because, um, you, know, and, you know, you know how you're on the American Forces Network. I have a show on there, too. On Saturdays, I do a show called Flashback, which is a classic rock history show, which, uh, which is really uh, I've been doing for 10 years. But 
I uh, this thing is new because it was. I wanted to do something that was a little different and out of character uh, because of my love for comedy and my love for music. So I got together with guys at this company called Audio Up, and you know they've been doing podcasts with everybody from Tommy Lee. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly to Miranda Lambert uh, to Dennis Quaid. Uh, I mean, there's, the list goes on and on with all the people they've been working with. And we were kind of, you know, trying to come up with the right concept for a cool podcast. And I, uh, somebody had reached out to me and said, hey, why don't we try and do this thing where we talk about artists that should have been huge but weren't, and we're, and we're just this close to stardom. And then uh, one of my other friends looked at me and said, why don't you do a podcast that's, about fake bands, behind the music meets Spinal Tap. And, I, and that's exactly what this is. So we said, you know, what a great concept. We will we'll have comedy. So it's basically, I put a straight man. It's like a four-minute, like, kind of, uh, like a play. Basically what it is, is it's like behind the music. And you'd watch it on VH1 about. And it would be about these artists that almost made it, but some crazy mishap took place that, that derailed the, their career completely. And then the songs are real. So the songs are about three minutes long, three and a half minutes long, and they're written and performed by a bunch of different guys that are involved in writing comedy, uh, you know, guys in every band from the guys who work with Machine Gun Kelly to Supertramp. I mean, it's like it's a country artist. It's, uh, you know, there's, there's a big group of a team of people that are involved in this podcast, and it's a lot of fun. So the idea was to do something that was funny, out of character, uh, self-deprecating and, and also, you know, making poking fun at, at the music industry and the music business, you know, and uh, and for you know, basically, no genre is safe. We make fun of tons of every genre. We combine genres for absolutely nonsensical uh, songs. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So, and it doesn't take much of people's time. It's seven minutes long. Seven minutes every single. Uh, week we release an episode so there's four out available right now on spotify that's perfect for the new generation because apparently they have no attention span we've been told yeah well i noticed that myself <laughs> you know, I, I have two daughters who i'm glad aren't like they're not you know typical with a with a quick attention span they can sit through an entire movie or a show or <laughs> you know an album or whatever but I mean, yeah it is a different generation that's for sure the, the TikTok generation. But I think the reason why we wanted to keep these short was we didn't want to go, we didn't want, we didn't want to bore people. We want, It's like the whole line, don't bore us, get to the course. We wanted to uh, kind of make sure that, you know, the story was told, but then get right to the song. So, uh, right. and, it, and people don't have to invest a lot of time. And that's why we do it, you know. Um, but it was, you know, it was an extension of what I do in radio and TV, but on a comedic side. So it's a lot of fun and, I hope people enjoy it. We, again, no, no genre is safe. A couple more questions for Matt Pinfield. Um, I know for a while you were up here uh, doing KFOG, and uh, you know I'm about the same age as you, and I grew up with KFOG as a huge rock fan. And now it's you know KMBR FM, and you know you stay in radio long enough. We've seen a lot of format changes, but the, that one was kind of a kick in the crotch because KFOG was just such an institution. What was it like with your time there? Well, I'll tell you what it was like. It was an interesting thing because I originally went up there about a year and a half before I actually got hired, and was going to do the morning show with the original morning show team. I was just going to be part of that. We were going to be a team together. Uh, but when I got hired, I had no idea that they were letting a ton of people go. Like I had no idea 
So I kind of came up into a, what I would call a hostile work environment. Um, you know, to be completely honest with you, I mean, there is a, eventually I went over a lot of people in the market that realized I was actually a really good radio guy who loved music and, you know, and I had nothing to do with that kind of turnover. But I was not even to be completely honest with you, Rick. I wasn't even aware that I wasn't going to be working with that morning show team. And then I got up there and I went, whoa, okay. So it was a, it was a, well, I mean, I had a great experience. I love being a part of the history of, of K-Fog. And I try to bring some at least music, you know, music history. I, I, again, have so much respect for the legacy of what that station was, too, and loved the music and a lot of the people that had worked there. So it was um, it was a different time, you know what I mean, for me. Uh, uh, and I love the city of San Francisco. I certainly do, you know what I mean? And I, I uh, but um, it ended up being like once I got settled in, the people, were, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you, they would say, dude, I wanted to hate you, but you're actually, we, we really love you on the air. And you're actually <laughs> a really cool guy. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I got that, you know, vibes out. And then people were like, you know, so I won a lot of people over. And, they, you know, they would come to the, Levi's Lounge for our performances at KFOG and, and the events. And I was gratefully, you know, within a few months, uh, I, I changed a lot of people's minds and they realized I had nothing to do with those turnovers. But I was just, uh, but I was excited to be in, in the Bay. I lived in North Beach. I lived in Paul Cantor's old apartment, uh, you know, from Jefferson Airplane, hmm. right there on the corner of Grant and Vallejo after he passed away. And uh, so... You know, it was really funny because I walked into my new apartment. I, you know, once I found out it was Paul Kenner's, I told my landlord because I was moving to a new place uh, with a dog because I told him I didn't want to lie to this guy. And I said, uh, my girlfriend moved in with our dog, and I don't want you to hear from the other neighbors. He goes, well, maybe you just need a bigger place. So here I am in North Beach, the Italian neighborhood of San Francisco, right by Chinatown. And um, he goes, well, maybe uh, you should take Paul Kenner's, uh place. I go, I'll rent it. Sight unseen. It belonged to the guy in Jefferson Airplane. That sounds cool for me. <laughs> and Jefferson Starship. But I, you were left, Rick. When I got up in there and turned on the shower, it had a laser psychedelic shower head <laughs> that shot lasers into the shower that was water powered, water generated, and all these colors and lasers were coming down. It was like a flashback to the 60s. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know who made it for a book in there, but it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. I was like, Oh, this is perfect. I was laughing about it. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I love K-Pod, and I was glad to be there for a little while. It's a shame whenever I see legacy stations turn over. You know, I, I've i been through that kind of thing before. You know, I, there was a big station, uh, you know, there was a station. I've been in that way, stations in New York, stations in New Jersey. So, um, you know, you're around radio long enough. You see those format changes. You see ownership changes. Uh, and, you know, you just uh, kind of roll with the punches and figure out what to do next. And, uh, you know, luckily I've been blessed enough that I'm been still doing uh, syndicated radio and, and doing this podcast. So I'm just keeping busy, you know. And, uh, and again, we're on the scene with, uh, with the American Forces Network. So we're, we're going to the same place, which is great. Very cool. And this studio I'm in right now is about three blocks from your old place. We've been speaking with Matt Pinfield. <laughs> His new comedic musical podcast is Missed Riffs. And I, I guess you get it wherever we get pods, right? Yeah, it's on Spotify. Uh, the songs are on every platform, but the actual, if you want to hear the story that's like the behind the music meets Spinal Tap, that yeah, you can hear on Spotify. Again, they're seven minutes long. Just look up Mistress, um, and you'll see that there'll be a lot of uh, big like musicians 
hip-hop artists, rock stars, country artists that are all going to be making get, uh, guest appearances on all of these uh, episodes. And there, there's some funny things that you will be so surprised that these artists are actually making fun of their own genres and, and uh, being part of getting in on the joke. It's really cool. All right, very cool. Yeah, we do, we do love the inside story. All right, uh, Matt, thanks for coming by, man. Let's catch up soon. Yeah, Rick, thanks for having me on the air. I appreciate it. All yeah, right, good, good stuff. Good All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. Come on back, talk a little hockey with Bruce Marshall. to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 Time for your small business report, presented by Dell Small Business. It is important to put customers first, especially as a small business. Fast email and social media response is critical for building brand trust. Try to keep response time to 24 hours or less for all communications with customers and wholesalers. This gives your business the chance to turn unhappy customers into loyal ones. If you can be there quickly, you can immediately relieve the issue. And high-quality support can often lead to more brand awareness and brand loyalty and trust. And that's your Dell Small Business Report. It's Small Business Month, and Dell Technologies and Windows are celebrating your unstoppable drive. Save up to 45% on powerful PCs with Windows 10 Pro to work from anywhere, plus top monitors and docks for the ultimate business setup, all with easy financing options through Dell Financial Services. Speak to a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right business tech, server, storage, and cloud solutions at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL for Small Business Month savings. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man-age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man-age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. 
as Gotch brings it in. Sharks get it out. Here's a breakaway. Patrick Marlowe scores! cares about anything else when you've got Rick Tittle on the radio. Oh, uh, thanks for that. And um, by the way, uh, Matt Pinfield, I, I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to seem insensitive, but the thing I really admire about him is that he was on MTV and he was a short, chubby, old, bald guy. It just shows that personality and talent sometimes wins out because yeah, normally you got to look like Timothy Chamolet to get on MTV. So I always admired him that the talent and the personality won out all that plastic stuff. All right. Let's talk a little hockey as we always do at this time with our good friend from the Gold Sheet in Las Vegas, Nevada. It is Bruce Marshall. Bruce, first of all, let's take a look at the Caps and the Bruins. Uh, the Caps were a two. The Bruins were a three. The Bruins win that series 4-1. Three of those games, the first three, all went to... Uh, overtime, but the Bruins did win the last four in a row. We've talked about how Boston made great strides at the trade deadline. Were you surprised to see the Caps go out with only one victory? Do we have Bruce? Bruce on the loose. Bruce the Juice. The Goose. Robert the Bruce. I think Bruce is a Scottish term for uh, like a lord. You know how like they have like dukes and earls and counts and things like that. In fact, we still do say county, which is weird when we don't even have uh, counts here. Bruce, we have you back. My first question on the playoffs. Were you surprised that the Bruins were able to dispatch the Caps despite some tough overtime games, but they dispatched them with the Capitals only winning the first game in that series? Yes, I was, Rick, and because, like you said, the Caps won the first game, but that thing looked back and forth to me in those overtimes in the first few games. This looked like a series that was going to go um, the, the distance, uh, but uh, Boston picked up the pace, uh, solid work and goal from Tuka Rask. Um, you know, multiple lines began to deliver. The, the, real, the production line really got going there. Key goals from Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak as the uh, series progressed, and they looked good uh, value uh, and and I think sent a warning shot to the rest of the league that uh, they're going to be uh, a factor. So now they wait for the winner of Pittsburgh and the Islanders. The Islanders gave them some trouble, have given them some trouble lately. So I think Boston would probably rather have Pittsburgh, although now uh, the Penguins have their backs up a goal against the wall there. But uh, looks like they're the favorite to come out of uh, that, uh, that part of the bracket and reach the Final Four, I think, right now. Yeah, there's no doubt Boston is hoping that that series goes seven. The um, the Islanders right now lead that 3-2, and two of those victories were in open time as well. They'll play uh, tomorrow night uh, in Long Island uh, to see what happens. But uh, the Pens, I mean, this is the number one seed in that division. How do you think it's going to go? Yeah, you know, in, in soccer, 
uh, we often say against the run of play, and uh, when a team doesn't look like it should win, it ends up winning anyway. And that's what we saw, I think, in game uh, five last night with the uh, Islanders, and that bad mistake by Tristan Jari uh, in overtime to allow Bailey to score the winner. Uh, turnovers can be a, a problem in hockey as much as it, they can be in football and basketball, too. And we've seen a couple of times, you know, a couple of series, where that's been the case, and certainly with, with that Jari error last night, it's put Pittsburgh in a hole. I mean, they, re- they outshot the Isles 50-28. to 28. That can be a deceiving stat, but the ice did seem to be tilted, for, especially in the second period, toward the Penguins, yet they just couldn't quite extend that lead far enough, and the Islanders just kept hanging around. There have been times in this series when the Islanders have outskated Pittsburgh, too. It's been a very, very interesting uh, series, and only, um, you know, the Islanders did get them pretty good in uh, Game 4. They've, they've got a little something here uh, with Barry Trotz, and I, I think they're going to close this thing out at Nassau Coliseum and then uh, draw the Bruins, where they will be a live underdog in the next round. Remember a couple of years ago when the Sharks won the playoffs, Joe Staley of the 49ers used to bring some guys in, Marshawn Lynch of the Raiders would, would come, and at that that Islanders game you had Dan Feeney of the New York Jets with the, the mullet and the, the big gut crushing beers. It just kind of reminds, it, it just looks so East Coast to me. But anyway, that, that's an aside. <laughs> Let's go to the uh, Central where the Canes and Preds are tied uh, to a piece. The Canes were up 2 nothing. The Predators have won in uh, double overtime the next two games so you got to love their resilience they'll also uh, play tonight in game five what do you think yeah well you know what i really like about nashville here is that they looked again you know kind of against their own play at least in regulation the last two games they seem to be outskated for much of that and and clawed their way and forced overtimes and then in both games three and four rick seemed to kind of take control and come alive in overtime. I thought they had the better of it in both games and the double overtimes, and they looked a little bit more threatening. They've gotten stronger as the games have progressed. This team has got a resilience about it, and that's a hard thing to quantify. And it's also, you know, something you really don't know about a team until you see it get in that sort of a situation. I, I, now, they have lost all six games in Raleigh this season, including the first two in the playoff series. So, I mean, the odds are obviously against them. They're a pretty heavy underdog uh, tonight in Game 5. But we've seen this before in some other sports where uh, teams go down 2 nothing and they kind of fight their way back, and then all of a sudden they survive. A cross-sport reference, the Raptors and Bucks in the 2019 East Finals. Uh, uh, for Nashville's case, they hope it proceeds like that and they play the role of the Raps. I, I think Carolina better be pretty worried uh, tonight. Um, if they can't put these guys away because Nashville has been so darn resilient, uh, that's a hard thing to quantify in the playoffs. And it looks like the Predators have it. I think they're kind of live here. And this has been the most fun series to watch because there's crowds, big crowds in both the Raleigh and Nashville this far. No doubt. When I look at the uh, the Panthers and the uh, the Lightning, the first four games as the Lightning went up 3-1, they scored 19 goals. And so, you know, they had the one loss in overtime. And you kind of think they're going to close them out in Game 5. The Panthers look very good in Game 5 and won 4-1. So Game 6 tonight in Tampa, do you think this is when the Lightning finally put Florida away, or are you not writing them off yet? Well, uh, I'm not writing them off yet. And Spencer Knight, uh, first start uh, in goal, and uh, 
I told my best friend Paul DiGiovanni that I'd mentioned, Spencer Knight from Avon Farms, where his backup was uh, my friend's son, Luca. Hmm. Uh, Luca's now goalie at Clemson, believe it or not. But yes, they do have a hockey team at Clemson. Uh, but Spencer Knight, we've seen this before with goalies coming out of nowhere. I mean, I go back as far as Ken Dryden uh, back in 71, who actually won the Conn Smythe before he won the Calder, if you can believe that. But he but he actually showed up late in the regular season that year and was spectacular through the playoffs. That's the first we saw of Knight in Game 5, uh, starting a game, and he looked really good. That's an X factor here. And uh, for, for me, Tampa Bay has been a little bit too leaky in this series. I mean, they really put the Panthers away in Game in game four, I know, but uh, they've been giving up a few too many goals. I, I don't know. I, I think uh, Tampa Bay better close these guys out as soon as possible because Florida looks like they're not afraid and they have the X factor of the uh, goalie in there who might be the uh, secret weapon. We'll see. In the north, of course, they got a little bit of a late start because Canada was still playing when the playoffs started, but still the the Jets uh, just uh, sweep uh, the the Oilers and the, the last three all in overtime. Uh, pretty heartbreaking if you're an Oilers fan there that they just, you have to say, they didn't win a game, so they didn't show up. Yeah, and you warned about that last week. You thought Winnipeg had a chance, and you were right. Um, and I wasn't quite convinced because Winnipeg had closed the regular season so poorly, but that just proves that, once again, don't worry about how teams play in the regular season the last two weeks because... It's a new season in the regular season, in the postseason. Edmonton, I mean, boy, uh, they conspired to find ways to blow these games here. And they have a self-destruct mechanism that's hard to quantify. You're blowing that game three with the 4-1 lead. Archibald's penalty started the ball rolling in the wrong direction. They really should have won. They were out skating Winnipeg for 52 minutes, and here they they blow that. And then last night, even, they they fought back. They were ahead. Looked like they were going to be able to wrap that thing, or at least keep the series alive. And then Bear makes that bad turnover. We talked about the turnover in the Pittsburgh game that was Yari's fault. This is Bear's fault last night. And uh, all of a sudden, Winnipeg's got the puck with numbers in the Edmonton zone, and they convert, and Shifley scores, and here we go into overtime. And then they went all night. I'm actually back here in Florida now, so I was up till about – 3 a.m. here, I guess, watching the game last night. Uh, it finally ended. But uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, Winnipeg is in. They've got playoff experience, and I'm not, they are certainly not going to fear Montreal or probably likely Toronto in the next round. I wouldn't be surprised if Winnipeg ends up uh, in the Final Four. We'll see. Uh, we also had a sweep, the Lanch over the Blues, and uh, we just have a couple minutes here. So let's real quick go to the Golden Knights, of which the A's president was having a good time last night, despite the Wild beating his Knights. But Las Vegas uh, winning 3-2, and they got to go on the road tomorrow, and that's not easy. Yeah, and it's been kind of odd because the uh, the road team has won four of the five games in the series. Now, they were, Minnesota was hanging on for dear life last night, and they got outshot, what, 40-14. to 14. Um uh, and the Vegas Knights did win the two games in St. Paul. Uh, but, remember, this is where the Wild only lost five times during the regular season. They beat the Golden Knights there during the regular season. So, I don't know. I mean, if Cam Talbot keeps com- coming up big like he has a couple of times in this series, we'll see about the Golden Knights. They have um, managed to uh, fold up a couple of last few years in the playoffs in disturbing fashion when they get knocked out uh, all three times in their existence, and even in that first year. You know, the Caps won the last four games in the finals. I don't know. I mean, they, 
Vegas should end up advancing, but uh, Minnesota's showing some resilience, and uh, we'll see what happens in Game 6. Maple Leafs uh, lost the first game to the Canadians 2-1, and you kind of think, oh, no, it's happening again. Where did all the scoring go? But they did win the next two. Do you like Montreal at home tonight to go up 3-1 and then close this out sometime soon? Um, I, I think Toronto probably – well, no, I think Montreal might actually have a shot tonight and get this thing back to even. Terry Price is good enough. Uh, but Jack Campbell has been standing pretty tall in the Toronto goal, and this is the uh, difference here for them. Uh, I gave them a mini mulligan for the first game after the Tavares injury. I'm not sure when he's gonna, if he's going to come back at all in the playoffs, and that would certainly be a factor here. But I think Toronto probably advances here. Isn't it something, Rick? I mean, this is the year maybe the Leafs get all the way, make a deep run, maybe even get in the finals, and their home fans might not be able to see any of the games. Wouldn't that be something? A bittersweet pill, but... Um, I think Toronto will end up playing Winnipeg in the uh, North next round, and uh, the winner there is in the Final Four. All right. Well, with the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball uh, getting about six weeks in as well, what's going on with the gold sheet? Yeah, all the above, Rick, and a little soccer too. we got a Europa League final tomorrow, Champions League this week. The Euro's coming up pretty soon, so we're going to be busy all through. This used to be a time off for us here in May, not anymore. And uh, like you say, uh, baseball, hockey, and uh, basketball. Goldsheet.com, our picks are up there. My picks are up there, too. They're also at Vegas Insider and DonBest.com. Never an off day for Bruce Marshall of the Goldsheet, Goldsheet.com. Thanks a lot, my man. We'll talk next week. Okay, Rick. All right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come on back on Sports Byline. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, Just let us know, and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? (coughs) 
He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Uh, what kind of music do you usually have here? Oh, we got both kinds. We got country and western. Tittle ate 200 chicken wings at your mama's house last night. Now, back to Fat Boy. Oh, that hurts my feelings so much. By the way, uh, Country Joe West, the country singer, and also the Major League Baseball umpire who's going to retire at the end of this year. He's 68 years old. He, uh, last night, tied the all-time record for games uh, umpired, officiated, 5,375, he tired Hall of Famer Bill Clem, who was a uh, National League umpire uh, and retired just before World War II started. He got posthumously elected into the Hall of Fame. But the funny thing about West is that he made his debut in the Bicentennial 23 years old. You're a major league umpire at 23 years old. That's pretty amazing. He's been an umpire for 43 years. That's the longest by anyone. And uh, he was in the NL exclusively for 23 years, of course, then until everybody <clears throat> started, uh, you know, glomming all together with interleague. Uh, some notable games. Uh, I have to say Nolan Ryan's fifth career no-hitter, Willie McCovey's 500th jack, King Felix's perfect game, Albert Pujols' 400th home run. Six commissioners, Bowie Kuhn, that's the guy I remember when I was a kid. He was crazy. Peter Uberoth, Mr. Slick, Barchamati, Faye Vincent, and then when the Palace Coup took over and the owners took over, Bud Selig and Rob Manfred. You might remember a few months ago we talked about how he had a lawsuit against Paul LaDuca and he won $500,000 in damages uh, from that. But anyway, uh, Joe West about to umpire more games than anybody else. Rick, I don't care. Okay, sounds good. We'll take a quick hard news break. We'll come on back. Open lines in the third hour. We'll see you then. 